Hey everyone, welcome back. How is everyone? Well, first thing I will say is if you are a Mercedes fan or a Lewis Hamilton fan like I am, you might not be having the best Monday. Yesterday was the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix, formerly known as the San Marino Grand Prix for the F1 historians out there. And as I said, if you are a Hamilton fan, that was a tough race, wasn't it? But don't worry if you are, because for one, you're not alone. And if you're not a Hamilton fan, well, I still hope you enjoy this podcast. So let's break it down as painful as it was, because talking about it really helps. So let's break it down. The Emilia Romagna Grand Prix, to me, had all the potential, the recipe for an amazing weekend. And I came out of it yesterday feeling a little bit bored. Yes, I was frustrated about the weekend, but I just thought it was really boring. And part of this is my own expectation. I think that I expected too much from a track where you can't overtake. And whilst I've come to terms with the fact that this is going to be a really tough year for Mercedes and Hamilton, I still want to see a good race. I still, I still want to see some fighting going on. And that just didn't happen yesterday. So first and foremost, it was a sprint weekend, the very first sprint this year. And of course, me being a fan of sprint race shows, I don't know if you knew that already, I was really looking forward to it. 21 laps on that circuit doesn't feel like enough. To me, it feels a little bit too short, especially when we know that safety cars in Formula One last three or four laps on average, and there was a safety car that ended up cutting out a quarter of the entire race. One thing that the sprint race confirmed is that Red Bull do have the fastest car. And we know that because Verstappen managed to overtake Leclerc for the win with two laps to go. And he did it pretty easily as well. In the previous races, we've seen Leclerc have a bit more ability to hold off Max for several more laps. He managed to do that, I think, in Saudi Arabia until eventually he was overtaken. But on a track like Imola, where there's just that big, long straight, it was always going to happen. And it did. One thing to note as well about the sprints is that the points now go up to eighth place. So last year it was just the top three. Now it goes up to eight. I think that was the right decision for the sprints. And I'm glad that they did that. Another change that they made about the sprints was that the qualifying session on the Friday, whoever got pole would get the classification of having pole for that weekend, rather than pole being given to the winner of the sprint race. Again, I think that's the right decision, and I'm really glad that they did that. So overall, it ended up being an amazing weekend for Red Bull, who are trying to claw back the points, both in the Constructors and in the Drivers' Championship as well, after two DNFs for Max Verstappen and one for Sergio Perez. In the end, the weekend couldn't have gone better for them. Verstappen won the sprint, he completely dominated the main race, ended up winning it by, I think, 17 seconds or something, and Sergio Perez got P2. I think they needed a weekend like this after last time around. They clearly have a little bit more confidence in the reliability of that car. But I hope that it is a fight this year between Leclerc and Verstappen. And I'm saying Verstappen because I know that he's behind Sergio Perez in the points right now. But I firmly believe that they will be prioritizing Max over Sergio Perez in that championship fight. 
but they will be using and placing Sergio Perez as a buffer between Max and Leclerc as much as possible, just like he did yesterday. I think we all agree that the decision to not enable DRS was baffling. Why did they wait 30 laps to enable it? When they do things like that, it just it just sends conspiracy theories into the midst that they're doing it on purpose, that they're doing it because they don't want Charles to overtake Perez, because they want to even out the fight, and it just sends people into a spiral. And it's just completely unnecessary. Like, sometimes I feel like the FIA are making it so hard for themselves to be trusted and respected again. I genuinely think that their credibility as an organization is very, very low right now. And I say that with the deepest respects because I know how hard that job is. I understand that there will always be a driver, a team, a fan, an entity, business that is upset with one of their decisions. But communication should be a relatively straightforward and easy thing to do. But another questionable decision, shall we say, from the FAA. So as I said, I felt like the race was pretty dull. I think if you look at it in terms of a description, we had a sprint, we had an overtake for the win, we had rain, we had threat of rain, we had a safety car, late enabled DRS, and the championship leader making a mistake. On the surface, that should read action-packed, enthralling. And I think the reason for me as to why it was so dull is that it is still so hard to overtake. Yes, it is, it is track-specific, but that was partly why these rules were brought into play, to encourage overtaking for closer racing. And the likes of Ross Braun keep saying, we can do closer racing, we can, but on tracks where you can't overtake traditionally, you still can't overtake, unless, in the case of Max Verstappen and Red Bull, you have the faster car. And it will be down to that. So when we go to these difficult tracks, and I think Monaco will be the next interesting one, I think, again, we will see Red Bull at the front and probably run away with it. As I said, as a Mercedes fan, as a Lewis Hamilton fan, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for us to watch these next races. I'm also a big fan of Charles Leclerc, so you know I hope that there is some competition there. He has a massive lead in the World Championship, but... As he's shown yesterday, he is still making some costly mistakes. The last time he made a big mistake like that was at his home race in Monaco last year. And I wondered if this year he would overcome that. I let him off with this one mistake, but if he wants to be the world champion and if he wants to beat the likes of Max Verstappen and Red Bull and capitalize on those early DNFs that they had then he needs to not make these mistakes anymore. He has the ability, but he has to nail those errors, those small little errors that cost him so much. If he does that, I think he can be world champion this year. So I would normally say at this point that my next episode will be after the next race, which will be in Miami. I'm very excited for that. But I'm hoping to have another episode in between. So stay tuned next week, where hopefully I will have a special episode for you. I don't want to hedge my bets, but stay tuned. And if you don't hear from me until Miami, 
things didn't work out, just like this weekend for Mercedes, but that's okay. So until next time, thank you very much for tuning in.